Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat on the Serious Angler Network. Brought to you by X2 Power. And guys, today we've got a great show lined up. More of a traditional business from the Bass Boat show, talking a company in the industry, how it all came about, and also someone who has been on the show before, certainly a friend of the show, talking a little bit of fishing, talking about some of his plans for 2024 and all that's kind of happening in the fishing industry. Obviously, we're kind of in the off season here into 2023. Um, definitely a lot of change up and drama as always in the fishing industry, but also we're at an economic time where I feel like uh, there's definitely, uh, in my eyes, I've been a little bit more uh, concerned with looming recession. And obviously that's been talked about for years and years and years, but we've had interest rates stay high for a really, really long time. So um, anyways, those are kind of my thoughts there. But without further ado, let's bring in Mr. Taylor Watkins and Tim with the Sniper Marine crew. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. Just moved uh, this last summer here from Colorado to Idaho, of all places. So uh, learning some of these fisheries out here and been been really impressed with them. And then big hunter as well. So this time of the year is, uh, you know, it's a busy, busy time for sure in the fall. Yeah, I could imagine. Dude, I, I heard Ohio's got, or I mean, Idaho has got some really good fishing that not a lot of people know about. That's right, man. That's right. And uh, it does. I think there's some stuff protecting it because it's such a pain in the butt to get to some of these places. Like, I mean, right, you got mountains all around and, um, you know, it's only accessible for times of the year. But yeah, man, there is uh, I've been I've been really impressed. Um, and, and these fish just they don't have right like as much of the pressure as you see in a lot of other parts of the country. So um surprisingly some of it's still like man in, in today's world and very pertinent to this show it's like you can see them so dang well on on scope and forward-facing sonar these days and they still they still are they still could be a pain in the butt sometimes where you're like man like these fish are supposed to be easy and it's like dude there still has to be a bite window that opens and whatever else so it's still fishing there's no doubt but i agree yeah there's there's some incredible fishing up here I think I think that's the most frustrating thing about live sonar is now you know used to you just be like oh well, they're not home but now you know they're there and you just can't get them to buy it. Yeah, just for many ways. Oh, dude! Well, I just I just got done with the Toyota Series Championship a couple of weeks ago here, and uh, actually the show that'll go out before this was with uh, with Jody White and uh, and he was like, man, I didn't want to really bring it up, but you caught him day one. And then you, you just, you just bombed day two. Like what kind of happened? And I'm like, man, they're, they were still there. Like, <laughs> I promise you they're still there. I looked at them and, and I went back to them over and tried different angles and different baits. And it's just like, it, it was just one of those days where it just, it didn't happen, you know, but you're dead on. Like I, I was catching fish out of brush piles and off of rock piles. And every single one of those ones that I didn't catch the day before were still there and pressure and everything else, but I couldn't get him to go second day. Yeah, kind of like a happy Gilmore moment, you know, where he misses the putt and the guy's like, geez, it's about time. He's like, yeah, it is about time. I wanted to. I wanted <laughs> to put it in the hole. I just couldn't. You know, it's like I wanted to catch him. I just couldn't. Oh, I probably, yeah, that's exactly right. It's exactly right. Well, guys, I guess first let's, let's break into Taylor, your, your, your 2023 
season. You know, I listened to the Bass Talk Live episode that you did with Panger. Obviously, a great friend of the show and and runs an incredible podcast. And, um, you know, I know which that you had made the jump from the NPFL. We had John when you were just, I mean, smoking him on the NPFL. Made the jump to the opens, and now you're looking at 2024. And uh, and where's your head at right now? Um, how do you feel 2023 went for you? And and what are things looking like in 2024? So 2023 was quite the challenge you know going from mpfl where we had 90 anglers you know something like that 100 anglers to a 225 boat field and five days of practice and i mean you know the guys at mpfl could catch them there's no doubt about it but this the pressure alone changes these fisheries so much and so fast from day one day two of practice to the last day of practice to when the tournament starts and I'm sure you saw it where at the Toyota Championship, you know, like right. you go out there for the first two days of practice and it's almost easy. Dude, and it was then, on. <laughs> yeah. And then it just shuts down and, yeah. and things change. And uh, it really took me a little bit to kind of adjust to that and, and kind of figure that out. And like I said on BTL, like my season last year doesn't really show how the season went. Like if you look at the standings, yeah. because the first two or three tournaments, I knew that I was out of the – well, probably the first three tournaments. I knew I was out of the points. So I was really trying to win one. And, right. you know, like I had a mediocre day one. I would really try and go catch them big on day two to get in that top 10 to try and put myself in position to win. And it never happened. You know, I mean, heck, I missed a check by eight ounces. I missed a check by 12 ounces. I, you know, and things like that where I probably could have did something a little bit different, you know, and went and cut a check and maybe put myself in the top 25 or something like that but that wasn't the goal so right uh, that that part was a little bit frustrating you know towards the end of the season and uh i don't know it just uh that that was a big learning curve going to the opens from the mpfl uh, if i could do it again i think things would be a lot different you know as far as finishes and how i approached practice and how i mm -hmm. approached things because you know the first tournament of those nine was the first Bassmaster Open that I had ever fished in my life yeah so you know I had fished some Toyotas and stuff like that but I just don't think it compares to to the Open but um and also in 2023 I was uh, I changed jobs I came to work with the guys here at Sniper that was right in the middle of the season you know and uh man it that was a a big turning point in the middle of the season and kind of allowed me to really clear my head. And, you know, these guys were awesome. It was like, Hey, go do your thing, man. You know, like go, go catch them, wear it out, you know, stress-free out there as far as job wise goes and yeah. uh, made a big difference in the end of the season. And I really put myself in the position to, to do well in a couple of those tournaments. It was just one of those things that didn't really work out, but yeah. Yeah, no, totally, man. Well, it's like, it's that's the thing about tournament fishing is there's so many storylines outside of that top 10 right that never get talked about or you know a breakdown or you lose that one it's just it's just the way that it goes sometimes and it's a game of of inches right like those those subtle differences like those one bite could jump you 60 places in the standings and you'd look like a hero right and it's like man i caught a lucky five pounder at the end of the day like i don't you know so, yeah. so it's just it's just tournament fishing and um 
man, yeah, it's just I, I, I think that's just how it goes, man. You know, that's one of those seasons like everyone seems to have one uh, every once in a while, and and like you said, I do think too, like that five days of a beat down on a fishery and 200 and something boats on it. Like, boy, it plays a difference. And, uh, and I saw that too, just in the Toyota series championship, um, compared to other things. Cause we had four days of practice there. What was nice is they did do an off day and then it was the tournament. Um, but yeah, like that, uh, a lot of boats running around and, and you sure know that those same places you look, other people are looking to. Yeah. It was, I mean, the first tournament, I, I was practicing and I got on a little deal and I ran around the a point around. I was like, I'm going to go to this pocket. Well, I went into the pocket. There was nine people in there, nine boats. Yeah. I'm like, what? I mean, if I get a bite or two and they get a bite or two and that person gets a bite or two, there's going to be five of us in here. Right. So I, had to, I wouldn't even go in there to practice at all, you know, right. and it, it was, it was a big wake up call on that first tournament for sure. And it's just a different almost a complete different strategy, right? Like when you're talking a uh, elite series field, uh, NPFL, when there's that hundred boats and, and that kind of a thing, like it's a whole different way to fish. I think in my eyes anyway. Absolutely. I mean, there, you know, I, I kind of, and, and this is a little tip for anybody that might be watching that might be fishing the opens. Like I think one of the biggest things in the opens from my experience last year was put yourself around the biggest population of fish in the entire lake and just figure out how to catch them that day. And that's how you'll succeed in the opens. Trying to go and, and I like the way that I fish, I'll go to an area that might only have a few fish, but there's a couple of big ones. Right. Well, those have already been caught or harassed or messed with. They're gone. Yeah. You those know? resident fish get picked up quick in a big yeah, field, especially in five days of practice, you know, and, uh, so I really think if I had to do it again, I would just find the biggest population of fish and use live scope and everything that I possibly could to my advantage and try and figure out how to catch them that particular day around the most fish there is in the lake. Okay. I like it, man. I think that's a good piece of advice. And that's, and that's makes a lot of sense for when you're talking that big of a field and everything else. And so, um, looking at, you know, tough 2023. And now rolling into 2024, what are, what are things looking on the Taylor, Taylor Watkins front? What are things looking Man, like? I, I hate to say it, but I mean, I, I think I'm going to take kind of a step back a little bit, you know, and I mean, there's so much stuff going on in the fishing industry right now. Uh, things are, I mean, I say fishing industry, professional fishing, bass fishing, mm -hmm. professional bass fishing is, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to throw it out there. It's on the rocks. You know, I mean, th there's a lot of uncertainty all around. And, right. uh, you know, I'm going to take a step back and, you know, of course I'll probably fish some stuff locally and, you know, like I still love fishing there. There's no right. doubt about that. But as far as, uh, you know, big entry fee, high stakes bass fishing, I'm going to take a step back and, and, you know, I'm on board with Sniper Marine and, uh, I also own a company called Omega Custom Tackle, and uh, I'm I'm gonna try to shift some of that focus. You know, I mean, I was gone for I was probably gone for 14 weeks total last year from home, yeah. and uh, that's tough on owning your own business and you know working for somebody else. And I mean, that really puts a lot of stress on all the relationships around you. 
you know, and, and I mean, family, work, the whole nine yards, you know. And so uh, I want to take a little step back and uh, kind of focus on that, focus on my career and my business and, you know, my family and, and uh, just kind of see where things go. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I think that's, uh, you know, it's like people following you are like, oh, man, I don't want to hear that and this kind of a thing. But, you know, it's, it's something Jody and I talked about, too, some of the episode. I'm not trying to be a downer on professional fishing. I love professional fishing. I follow it like crazy. I will yeah. be a nerd on it until the day I die. Right. But it's like, you know, I, I agree. What I've noticed with myself is like kind of took this approach of pursuing it really, really heavily. Um, at my level, which was more like, Hey, I'm going to fish some of this stuff as a co-angler in a distance. I'm going to jump into the Toyota series as a pro on the boater side and kind of like work my way through that. And something I've noticed is what you said is like every day that I spend traveling for a fishing tournament and going in that, it's like, I love that. And I cherish that experience. And I've decided I don't want that to be necessarily my full-time gig at this point in my life by any means. And I'm trying to grow business and and everything else and so um but but it's true like you know you start to look back at it and you're like man that was a great week or this and that or if you struggled that week but it's like every day that you take away from that you're taking away from you know your career and family time and all that so it's 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 certainly not it's not for everyone and it is a brutal road and we've seen it too right where guys take they go and do it and then you know, they fall out of it completely and then come back way stronger too. I've seen that before too. So it's, it's not like it's uh, the end of the world and you just got to decide what's right for you and the current where, where things are going as it sits, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it never hurt, you know, I worked a long time to get to where I was and I, I'm not gonna lie. It hurt. Like it, it yeah. hurt. I mean, you, you can ask Tim. I, I mean, I don't want to say that I moped around here, but Tim, <laughs> like, he was like, come on, dude, you got to pick it up, man. We got, we got, you know, like <laughs> trying to help, you know, pick me up, you know, and everything. And, uh, it, it was tough for a couple of days there. I mean, it was a rough week. I, I had a rough week a couple of weeks ago, but, yeah. uh, you know, we, me and my wife, we took a trip last weekend and, uh, dude, I shot a monster buck on public land with my bow. Let's and it was like, dude, that was like, that you was just send me a picture of that buck. Oh yeah, I will. It, yeah. It, I was excited, you know, uh, and you know, that was kind of the juice in the arm that I needed of like, this is what life's about, you know, like spending time with family and, and doing things like this and everything, you know, so, uh, it's, it's good. Uh, we're, uh, you know, we're on the right track and, and, and going. So. Gotcha. Gotcha, man. Awesome. And so 2024 spending more time working with sniper Marine working on Omega, working on family stuff, everything else. So, so how does, uh, or what, I guess first let's get into Omega and then we'll, we'll talk sniper Marine. Oh no, we lost him. Coming back. You guys back. All right. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, so Omega, I remember kind of, this was right when you had a couple of big wins in the NPFL. And in my head, it was like, Hey, this is a, smart you're taking some chips off the table meaning you're going to take some of these earnings right and then you bought omega tackle and have this deal behind you and right omega awesome jigs and then you know all, all kinds of unique tackle things like i i always remember the eyes on all the omega stuff for sure but anyways 
How how has that been for you? How has that been running that while while fishing at a super high level? What is uh how has that been since you purchased Omega? Yeah, it that was uh I'm still trying like throughout the year last year I was trying to balance all of that. And that was part of the whole year, you know, like trying to figure out how to balance that. And, right. and it's hard. It it was a lot more difficult than I really thought it was gonna be. Um, you know, there's, you know, you're trying to take care of everything you can take care of before you leave. And there's just some things that you can't get to, you know, and, and still trying to work a full-time job as well. Uh, you know, that was part of the early part of the year that was like so stressful. And then, you know, of course I came over with sniper and they've given me freedom to, Hey, if you need to go take care of something, go take care of it. Dude. Like, you know, you, you know, that was kind of part of the deal. And, coming over here and working with these guys and uh that's been a huge stress relief but uh running a business fishing nine opens and trying to work full-time job it's difficult <laughs> this is a lot of hats man that's a lot of hats to wear yeah and, and trying to you know have a family dude i mean it's right. uh, you know which my wife is part of the business too but you know sometimes you want to enjoy each other not uh want to kill each other so right right working it with the family can be uh yeah like has its ups and down like bringing home work to you yeah as we like to call it it's a challenge but there's nothing that you can't conquer with you know a challenge so uh we don't like to call it a problem it's just a challenge but a problem uh, just a challenge i like that that's right words of wisdom yeah so you know that's part of my decision this year is you know we need to get that on track get everything you know i i agree i think omega is a great company has tons of potential and my whole point in getting omega was so that i could fish full-time you know right. and i wouldn't have to worry about a title sponsor per se you know mm-hmm. like because i would already be working for that title sponsor and and it would coincide with everything and uh you know so does sniper marines so i mean everything has a purpose you know god has a plan and you know i'm just trying to follow the path and and we're you know, I think we're on the right path. It's just uh, his path is not always what we think it should be. So, yeah, yeah. Well, man, I like that, and 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 I've said this before on the show, and I think it just reigns true. Um, and history repeats itself so much that it's like you really just got to look back a little bit, and you kind of see the same cycles occurring, right, with everything. But something that I've thought about was. Still, and I need to get him back on the show because it was just an awesome show. Is I had uh Pete Glusek on from the Bass Tank, or no, I'm yep. sorry, not the Bass Tank, I'm talking about the Bass um University, right? Yep, as far as that yep. stuff goes. And he was talking about when he was on a roll tournament fishing, like he was winning, I mean, he was just killing it. It was right around that 2008 time frame, and the economy just dropped out. and you know, he said it was call after call of, man, you know, I'm sorry, we, we can't have you on, on our sponsor staff going into 2008 or whatever year it was, or it was the next call was, we got to reduce you by 75%. Like we had you this for this much monthly last year, or this is what we're going to go to. And in that moment, he was like, man, I need to put some of this in my own hands. And that's when he started the Bass University and built that whole business up in his own thing was to say, look, I can't just rely on other people 
in sponsor dollars in my head because it's too risky for me and my family. So it's something that I've always thought about. And as we see changes and everything happening now, and I don't think this is going to be nearly as bad, in my opinion, of a, of a recession, but world, you know, we don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. But I feel <laughs> like, I feel like uh, you know, things are starting to happen. Like there's more and more, more stuff kind of not trying to be negative from that standpoint, but like, it's got me a little nervous around things and just conversations I've had on the fishing industry and everything else. Like it's kind of a, like there's, there's some, there's going to be some, um, headwinds ahead of us, I think in the, in the coming years, just my thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, that that's exactly what I thought, but right now is a good time to kind of reset, regroup and get ready for that. Cause you know, as everybody knows, we, it's up and down and, you know, we're kind of in a lower spot right now. And that's evident because I was kind of in the same position. You know, I made calls with the sponsors and they're like, oh, we're sorry. We're, you know, we're, we're not in a position to do anything this year. And, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of just like Pete's story, you know, just like you said, history repeats itself. And I don't know, maybe, maybe one day I'll have the same success story he has. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. He's done some awesome stuff over there. There's no doubt. So no, man. Well, I, I think, I don't, I think that's awesome. And I, I like how open you're being with all of it too. You know, I think it's good to, for people to hear and a lot of kids trying to chase this thing and there's nothing wrong with chasing it. I think, you know, some will be great, great successful, but I think it's worth being realistic about how expensive and, uh, uh, how hard it really is, you know, when you know it comes down and to it. that's a big thing for me was, you know, I was painted this picture that is all roses and rainbows. You go win a couple of tournaments and it, you got it made, you know, and, and if there's anybody out there that wants to reach out to me and send me a message or whatever, I'll tell them exactly. I'll tell them the truth, you know, yeah. and I, it's not impossible. It's not, you know, you can do it, mm-hmm. but you better be prepared. And, uh, you know, and I've, I've had a couple of guys that, I've talked to over the past couple of years, you know, and tried to mentor them. And one of them in particular, you know, I mean, he was super upset that I was not fishing the MPFL because this is going to be his first year to oh, okay. fish MPFL. And he we he wanted to travel together and everything. And he called me two years ago and was like, Taylor, what do I need to do? And I told him to the T what he needed to do and the steps he needed to take. And by gosh, he went out and did it. Wow. And and I mean, and, and he's ready, dude. I mean, he is ready. He fished college and he's got sponsorship lined up and I mean, he's ready to go, man. And, and I'm so, I'm stoked for him. I'm stoked to see how he yeah. does and how things go for him. But, you know, had I had somebody to teach me those things five, eight, ten years ago, you know, I might be sitting in a different position now, but then again, that wasn't my path. You know, that wasn't, that my, my path is my path. His is his. And, you know, maybe these things were supposed to happen to me so that I could help him. You know, yeah, that's, I, that's the way that I look at this. So I like it, man. Well, and that's, it's sad to hear that you don't get to join him traveling, but you'll be able to root him on and everything else. And the nice thing I will say the nice thing about, and this is like <laughs> not playing armchair quarterback, but I sure enjoy watching live fishing and I'm sure you'll have plenty of the npfl going on in the shop and everything else while you're while you're looking at things because gosh it, man that's just how it goes i feel like if i'm not fishing i'm certainly watching live fishing yeah absolutely we're the same way here awesome awesome well let's get into sniper marine so um man i've seen i've seen some of your posts with this just around you know shooting under docks on the side of the boat and all these kinds of things i mean so where did this concept come from um, you know, I, I've seen the big mounts, I've seen 
you know, like the motorcycle grip. I mean, walk us through how how Sniper Marine came about and and a little bit of background on y'all. Yeah, so uh, so I'm Tim with Sniper Marine, and uh, I am one of the I guess co-founders you'd call us. Um, the other the other gentleman is Trey. He couldn't make it on the show, but um, but basically, uh, me and Trey we were college roommates, and okay. we always loved business. Uh, always knew that you know business and some type of business was what we would end up in, and um, uh, we don't have enough time for the full story. But but bottom line is uh, we remained friends through college, outside of college, and fast forward to COVID. And mm-hmm. uh, Trey, had, he had bought live scope for his for his boat, and we went out and immediately knew that we didn't like it on the trolling motor, and mm-hmm. so then we started looking at, you know, other options. And at that point in time, there there wasn't an option that satisfied us. Okay. And, uh, there was a lot of, of manual poles. There were some electronic poles on the market as well. We we didn't like the electronic stuff. We've got enough electronics to go wrong, enough batteries and everything else. Sure. But the, uh, but the manual poles, they were just too limited. And we looked at it. We thought, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to spend money on that. We'll, we'll make our own. So we mm. did. And of course that looked like a PVC pipe, like a lot of guys make. <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, <laughs> after doing that, you know, you're running down the lake, you're in a $50,000 bass boat and you've got a, you know, $1,500 transducer hanging off a piece of PVC pipe. We thought, <laughs> we thought, well, that's pretty silly. And, right. uh, and plus, it still didn't do what we wanted it to. We we automatically knew we wanted something that spun 360 degrees. Sure. And um, so uh, basically, COVID had hit, and uh, my background at this time is in real estate, and my my crystal ball broke as well, and the repairman was way backed up. So uh, so I thought I had some time to kill. So um, so we we started building you know, a, a pole that spun 360 degrees in my, in my shop. And, um, if you, if you scroll through our website, you'll see some of the, some of our prototype pictures and they're, they're really, they're pretty funny. I mean, we made it out of just some, some random, uh, spare parts laying around, uh, electrical boxes and PVC pipe. And, um, you know, really it's pretty comical, but, but we proved our theory and um and then continued on the design and luckily we got uh, teamed up with a local machine shop that was willing to to help make a professional version of our pole and we did and once we had it uh, you know this part of this also was chasing a dream we we used to we we lived in a dorm room that i mean it was seriously a 10 by 10 box yep. you know and uh and we'd stay awake at night watching shark tank dude and, sounds like me this is crazy (laughs) Uh, we love it right yeah so everybody on shark tank you know first question with a product is do you have a patent and uh and i've got a couple other buddies that own own some patents and you know they collect royalties and it's like man how cool is that right like they created something and then sold it and uh or they were a part of a company that they created the product for and you know they're just sitting back collecting the dividends um but that was always a dream own a patent like that's that's something that was just always a a dream of ours and so once we got this all designed uh we took it to to try to get a patent and now we've got uh i think four patent pending products maybe five but um so we're still chasing that dream but that was a part of this dream and once we got a product and uh 
the guys that we showed it to, they're like, shoot, yeah, that thing's awesome. So, um, you know, we started Sniper Marine, and here we are now. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's a perfect name for for how forward forward-facing sonar has come right like you're scoping them you're sniping them like it's always it's something where you, i mean it's hunting right like that's that's what right. it is a lot of the time so that's that's awesome to hear and to not have batteries i think is a huge advantage um and to me especially the way i see it is like probably so um a lot of crappie guys in that market as far as uh as far as having that pole system and then in addition it's like if you're with a buddy, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, I wonder if this will take off from a team tournament standpoint, if you're, you know, like scoping one guy on the trolling motor, one guy over here, that, that kind of a thing. Or like, what about co-anglers, right? Like a co-angler is going to start lugging this in, you know, what is, what does that stuff look like? Have you guys had any, uh, I guess, uh, people use utilizing it in that, that instance? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you'll see, um, I don't know how much I'm really allowed to share, but, but we're, we're working on some stuff. Okay. We've, got, we've got a lot of stuff that we're working on that that's really going to be cool. Um, uh, we, we love to, to create stuff. Uh, you know, we just, we just love piddling and, and making, creating. And that's really, I, I hate going fishing or doing something fun and being frustrated with a product or being frustrated with something really outside of the realm of what we're trying to do. And right. so, um, so we just keep trying to make things better, better, easier. Um, we're going to be releasing our own mount coming up and, um, you know, it's simple stuff. Uh, our product, it, it's, it's gear driven. And, um, when people look at it, especially at like the shows that we go to, uh, you've got a lot of other, you know, handy men out there and, you know, they'll, they'll look at it and be like, oh, I'll make this in my garage and, you know, hey, send us photos when you get done. I, you know, they're not going to do it. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, it, it looks real simple, but there's there's a whole lot more there than meets the eye. Right. Uh, but yeah, we like simplicity. We like, you know, gears. I mean, our, our product, we have absolutely hands down the strongest pole on the market. And um, and that's what we like. We don't, we don't want to worry about batteries going down. Dead. we don't want to worry about something getting wet we don't want to worry about we just don't want to worry and so that's that was a, a big big push behind our product make it simple make it effective and um and really it's limitless uh we have really the only product that truly spins 360 degrees it moves as fast as slow it's as precise as you need it to be so that you can make your make your perfect cast and you know like the sniping so sniper marine that's where that came from right just you know we were sniping them i mean you right. like um we used to always joke before before live sonar we'd be out fishing and you know you'd, you'd make a cast and you you know you'd think it's a perfect cast right and as it's as the lure's flying through the air you make one of those comments you know oh yeah it's right in their mouth you know throw it in their yeah. mouth and now you really can you can beat them in the head with a lure you can throw it in their mouth i mean it's uh yeah. So that's, that's where that came about, but it's, it's great. I mean, it's been fun. That's awesome. So started, I mean, that's, what's cool in my eyes too, is like during COVID that's when this podcast started. That's when it's like, it gave people that time to maybe build that business and, and really start something special because you, you, you couldn't do if you, whatever you were doing or like maybe if you, 
you changed from working from home and whatever else. So like it, it gave people the opportunity to uh, pursue other things. Um, so there's some silver lining, I think there in a time frame like that. But, um, man, I think, I think it's, it's neat. I like the, I really like the idea of the side of the boat while idling. I think we're seeing more and more. I mean, I, I was staying with some guys at the Toyota series championship where, uh, co-angler we were staying with, he drew a guy on day two that had two live scope transducers going off the back of his um jack plate too right so he he was literally using them as a side scan and then obviously one on the front too but you're seeing more and more of that and you're going to continue to see and i'm not sure what what will or will not get limited right in professional fishing but like man i i see so at this point for me I see so much, I have so much more confidence looking at stuff with forward facing sonar than I do at side scan, down scan. I can cover more water efficiently with those things. But like, man, at the end of the day, if I get, if I want to like look at an area, I'm picking the dang trolling motor up and I am looking right. Like that's, that's how I practice now, but it's, you know, it's, so it's, it's neat to me to be able to do that from your driving seat or whatever else, you know? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's something that we're, we're really trying to, when we, when we first launched this product back two years ago, uh, we were talking to the bass, really the bass crowd has been hard to get a hold of. You mentioned the crappie guys. Yeah. Uh, the crappie guys, they love it. They, they see the use for it. Of course, it's a different style of fishing, right? But right. the bass, we knew that if we could, if we could get, uh, the anglers, the bass anglers on board, it would be with our, our out at the helm mount model. We call it the scout model. Okay. And that's really what it's used for. You can drop it in, you can troll around with your big motor, your side scanning and everything else. And at the same time, you can turn that transducer and you can get that clear image of, of really what you're looking at. And it really allows the angler to, to really cover a lot of water and truly know what's there. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And that's, that's kind of my thoughts too, is like, I'm just personally, I'm a, I'm a trolling motor, uh, forward facing sonar guy because I want both my hands to be able to make that cast and everything right. like that. And I'm just thinking through the use case here for a bass guy, like you're saying, another one that I've thought of or something that I'm sure you thought of too, but man, the walleye guys, like as far as the walleye guys go, like that's getting super innovative, how they're using forward facing sonar to troll you know, for some of these big walleyes and bumping their spinner bait on treetops and whatever else, but watching it 80 feet behind the boat. And, and so like, you know, I wonder some of that could be really easy as you're sitting there trolling, thinking through as far as uh, controlling that, that scope. Yeah. And that's definitely a market we're, we're trying to get into as well. We've got a few walleye fishermen that are, I mean, they're reaping the benefits right now, but yeah. you know, a lot of these guys, they, they get it and they see the benefit and they uh they don't they, want to talk about it yeah they want to yeah know. that's how it goes <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a it's a great compliment right it's yeah. like it's like dang our product is you know helping them that much they want to keep it a secret but at the same time it's like hey please tell your buddies so they can buy one right there's <laughs> like you a boat coming yeah. you're like taking it it's like no one could see that you wouldn't believe the uh, Bassmaster Elite Series uh, messages and phone calls that we've been getting uh, mm. in this off season, you know, and, and they're all like, "Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to." It's like, oh, "Come on now, you know." Like, right. most of them, most of them are like, "You know what? I'll just buy it," you know. Yeah. And so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, but eventually, hopefully, it's going to get out, 
and and people are going to see the benefit of it and and really jump on board and this thing's going to take off big time you know like this scout pole right here tim's got a little scout right here this guy and one thing that we haven't talked about is uh the kayak industry so this little kayak this little scout model yeah it's just a short thing yeah yeah i mean it, it it's only just a couple feet long and this thing is compact and this is the deal for the kayak guys and there's some guys and i think you might know one of them really right. well yeah and he is reaping the benefits of this thing right now so totally. uh, yeah well that's and that's a market that i keep talking about with with bailey and and with just different guys as far as i think the kayak side is um more and more getting crazy advanced right we're seeing kayaks that are 10 12 000 bucks when they're all said and done and put graphs on them and everything else and it's like totally like it, just finding any little way to have that um you know i'm thinking more so too like think about the amount of right like we we get so focused in the fishing world or at least i do on tournaments and like you know, $80,000 bass boats, hundred thousand, all this. And that's like, that's the world that, that, that I, I play in. But it's like, think about how many guys have a John boat and want something that's affordable, easy to stick on, to get into the game. Like if I'm at this point, and this goes out to anyone listening to this show, if I'm going to do one thing to upgrade my boat in 2024, I don't like, I don't need I'm putting a scope on there. Like that is like, that's, that's it. Like there's like, if there's like, you can upgrade this, you can upgrade that. Like there's one thing that matters in my eyes, as far as it's going to be the most effective bang on your buck. And and that's a great way to do it on those platforms that maybe aren't as traditional as, as we think through things. And, and, and black Friday's coming up too. So there you go. Hi out. <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. You- you mentioned uh, economy earlier, and that's yeah. something obviously we've been in big discussion. Uh, we had a great uh, past year. We're looking forward to finishing it off strong. But, you know, what does next year hold for us? Yeah. And, of course, as we talk to dealers and they talk about new boat sales being way down and X, Y, and Z, one thing that, that I'm hoping for is that these guys, instead of buying a brand-new boat, they're just going to upgrade the boat that they have. And so we're, we're hoping that that's going to continue, continue to, to keep us strong. No, no doubt. And that's the exact conversation I had with our, our sponsor, Steve at Bass Fishing Electronics. It's like, he's, he's felt like things have been pretty dang strong. And he has said that same deals. He attributes some of that to the thought process of in the future here, or like as rates have stayed and you're a real estate guy, I'm a real estate guy, like rates have stayed so high for so long that, you know, boat sales are, are certainly hurting. And so if people aren't spending on those big ticket items, then what's the best way to upgrade the boat that you have? I mean, realistically it's a platform, right? Like if you gave me a brand new 2010 boat, um, you know, or, or, or you could tell me that it was reliable motor wise and everything else, like I'm going to be able to compete as long as I have the graphs on there with anyone that's in a 2023 brand new boat. Right. So, yeah. so, so it's like, to me, I totally agree. Like, I think that's where I see it. And, and you know, what always catches me on the, in the fishing industry when I know like, Hey, times are boat, boat sales are getting a little bit tough. What's that? It, it's when motor companies start going with a five-year warranty. Like, <laughs> you notice, 
like Mercury, Yamaha, Suzuki, like they all start pushing like five year, five year warranty guaranteed. Like, but when, when COVID was going on and boat sales were going like crazy, like all that stuff, right. It's three, it's three. It's like, we're not doing more than three. That's what it is. And so then it's like, I'm more than nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's just something that I picked up on is, is interesting to me. Cause that's when, you know, you're like, Oh, things might be getting harder. More warranties coming out. Like they're trying to make, give some incentive to get people to, to make that upgrade. It is. That's a great point. Because if you remember back, uh, back in whatever it was, Oh seven, Oh eight, Oh nine, 10, uh, you had the cash for clunkers deal going on when all the auto manufacturers were, were way right. They do. Heck you've got, you've got trucks still out there with, with lifetime warranty. Well, who in the who right mind would think to give a vehicle a lifetime warranty? But you know, kudos to the guys that that bought them and are holding on to them because no joke, that'll probably never happen again, right? Right. Well, and that's and I'm I don't know if this is is uh, I don't follow the, the obviously the car market all that much, but I've been seeing some like some dealers post lifetime um, lifetime not like powertrain warranties, right? Your transmission, your motor lifetime warranties on those situations, you know? And it's been like, huh, I wonder the same kind of deal. Like, is that just trying to, trying to draw those, those buys in, you know? Yeah, for sure. Man. Huh? Crazy world. But dude, that is, that is great to hear. And I like the idea again, like I said, from a bass guy's perspective, being at the console and being able to, uh, to steer that thing, right? Because even if you did mount it on a jack plate and you were using it as one side of a side scan to look under docks or whatever else, you, you're still having to control the boat in a way to where you can't just like, oh, wait, I saw something there and, and spin it real quick, right? And take a look at something. And so so much anymore, like for instance, at the Toyota Series Championship at Table Rock, right? Like you saw a lot of guys dropping the trolling motor down, getting back. And then if they had, a, you know, the same brand as if they had a garment up front, they and then running their graph and, and driving around and everything else. But I feel like having it right at the console makes you even more efficient to where you can drive and look instantaneously, not have to focus too much about driving. Um, but I like it. I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure you used a bunch of it this year, Taylor, as far as things go. Have you, uh, have you been using that in your practice routine? Yeah. And, uh, it definitely, you know, it's, a, it's different, man. It's, it's something that you've got to, put into your routine you know what i'm saying and yeah. uh but I, I made a video at lake of those arcs and it legitimately 100 percent helped me at lake of those arcs yeah. uh i mean i can i don't there is thousands and thousands and thousands of docs at lake of those arcs and i could you you can idle and side scan and see brush right but most of the brush piles that those fish were on were on piles that you couldn't see with side scan they would be real small or you know way up in under the dock so many cables and stuff and i could pop that thing in and i could idle a whole pocket and i could just drop a waypoint and i could say they're on that dock that dock that dock and that dock yeah and you know and it it cut my time in half and breaking that weight down wow and uh, you know up north uh st Clair, uh those smallmouth lakes i mean you're literally just idling and looking for a fish or two. And when you find them, you can catch the mess out of them. It's just the hard part is finding them. You know, yeah. it's such a vast body of water. So this really cuts that down. And and it, it, it is a tool that I think you're going to start seeing more and more and more of. 
no doubt. No, that's that's a really good point. And you know, is there have you guys noticed any interference? Like you're seeing some guys now running um a scope transducer off the trolling motor and then a turret or however else or for instance a sniper marine mount off the front like if you're doing two so say like you have it for those windy days up north or whatever it may be rather than having to control the boat in that instance you know do you, do you is there interference between two transducers that are next to each other that are both forward facing? do you guys know so only where they cross paths okay so like if 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 you're pointing here and it and it depends on the angle too, you know. Like, okay. it depends, like if this one's pointing that way and you're trying to shoot this way, it'll you'll just and it doesn't mess it up. It's just a little you'll see a little fuzz, a little array oh, okay. across the screen. But as long as one's pointing here, like if you're side by side and you're both like this, yeah, and straight parallel, or you know, and you're moving like that, no problem whatsoever. No problem. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I, I think you're the different brands. You know, they they react differently as well. Right. Uh, we've, we've been trying to test all the different brands and um, for the most part, you, you don't, or, or if there is any interference, it's very little. It doesn't actually affect, you know, like, like you being able say, to see. Yeah, it's, you, not affecting you it's a little haze, but it's it's not enough to, to really even worry about. I mean, you just, you see it, but like you don't, Yeah, you don't, I mean. Right. But we run, we run two, we run two uh, poles on the front of our bass boat. Oh, and cool. we have, because uh, one thing that, that we designed this pole to do, um, it really was the first, the first thing that we did design was was trolling motor mounts. Mm-hmm. And so with our pole, you know, you can mount it on the trolling motor. Because yep. we want something that, you know, the first thing you do when you go to a spot is you throw the trolling motor in the water. So mm-hmm. it only makes sense to us that you're doing that with your pole as well. And, uh, and so we've, we've got one on the trolling motor on the sniper pole that's attached to the trolling motor. And then we run a side, a side, uh, pole as well. And, uh, I usually get to work the one on the side and, and our partner, Trey, he, he runs the one on the trolling motor, but, um, but we, we really, we don't, we don't get interference. We generally run Garmin. Um, you know, if you, if you run, it seemed like if you ran active target beside the Garmin, then those two would you know, create some interference. Oh, okay. um, we don't have two active targets, so I don't know how two of them would react. Mm-hmm. But, um, but again, it's nothing, it's nothing to be a concern of. Yeah. You can sit there and have two looking at things and, and that's, that's interesting to me how much, um, you know, I fish a lot of team tournaments every year and we're both sitting there looking right over it, you know, and obviously making our own cast too, sometimes not if we're, you know, it's still amazing to me how many times you might catch a fish that you didn't look at. Like that still kind of blows me away when you're fishing with a buddy. You're like, oh yeah, you still can do that every once in a while. That's pretty neat. But um, I've thought about that, especially in those tournaments where you really are staring at it. It's like, and you're both kind of fighting over each other. So I wonder, I could see this really taking off in, in the team stuff. And especially as we're seeing like the Brandon Belt stuff down in Texas, like these big money team events, like why, why not? Like that seems like a pretty good fit for me. Yeah, we've got some guys that are actually uh, are mounting our pole on the trolling motor, and we've got a carbon fiber extendable handle. Uh-huh. And I mean, it'll awesome. really bend out there a long ways. And one guy is running on the trolling motor with the transducer connected to the trolling motor, just like everybody normally does. And then another guy is operating the one that's connected to the trolling motor with the with the handle. 
and uh, you wow. know they got two screens side by side and and they're utilizing it and they're winning you know i mean but they're not talking about it you know right. they've got an edge right now so uh yeah if this is something that you've been thinking about we highly suggest uh looking into it and uh giving us a call and and, and we can get you set up for sure one thing awesome. one thing that uh that that struck me uh as we as we started using it and uh especially with the with the two two sonar setup you know we would we might go into a cove and you've got a couple different points that you're going to hit and you're just running trolling motor from one to the next and yep. uh as you're as you're in route to your next spot with with a system like ours you can still completely look around you it's all the time that we're running from spot to spot and we'll just find fish just out there cruising totally and it took a while to figure out you know are those crappie are they bass you know what's what's that species but now that we've been doing it for a while it's all the time that we're cruising from from a spot and one of us will find you know holy smokes there's three over there you know you just start casting at them and and that's that's sniping you know that's sniping fish and you're you're catching fish and usually those are the big ones um, especially in the crappie world but um but yeah so it's a you find fish that you weren't even going after and that's that's another beautiful thing about it no that's huge and i think uh how many tournaments over the years and i can think of a, a tournament i won just a local event a couple of years ago where i found them just idling to the next spot right like literally like just like you know and this was a grass lake specifically but like i had no idea there was grass in this section and i just happened to be on my trolling motor and looked down and was like now what's that little patch out there and it's like <laughs> You know, so, so how many times has that happened? But that's so much more efficient to be able to look all the way around because it does suck now. Like if I'm trying to go fast, but like, look, but also just go around that next corner, I find myself like, you know, doing this on the boat, back and forth, back and forth, trying to scope as much as you can, but that makes it so much easier. You can run it at, and today's trolling motors too. You can just pick a direction and go, right? Like you don't even have to be sitting there holding <laughs> it on your foot anyways. So, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. And I'm I'm not the most uh, tech, technologically advanced guy, but you know a lot of these trolling motors, you can set up paths and right. just they just run their path. And so while it's running, you can still be searching, and it's uh, it's just just trying to utilize everything to its fullest potential. Yeah, and and I think in just today's fishing world, like it's not, it's all about being more efficient, right? Like the guy that throws at more dots during a day, the guy that has ten more casts towards fish that are biting that's the guy that wins like everyone can catch them everyone can like fish at a very high level at this point and it's like those little differences that make you get a couple more bites in a day it's like like we said difference between 60th and a difference between 12th like it's just <laughs> it's just how it is it's a numbers game one fish can make a big difference yes sir and that's that's what makes it fun though because to me it's like you can be so down and out in a derby and you catch a five pounder and you're like wow that's like, you've got a chance now. Uh, yeah, we're, we're back in this thing. <laughs> like, let's go fill out a limit, and we, we are right there. Like, it's, uh, oh, man, it's an addiction. That's for sure. I think that's part of the problem with with, uh, with bass fishermen, too, is we get so addicted to it. But, um, well, awesome. Well, guys, uh, you know, thanks for, for coming on and everything here. I know we had mentioned and talked about, but how can folks – 
follow along with this? How can dealers, if they're interested in in operating things or or with you guys, what does what does that look like right now? How do you guys sell Sniper Marine products? Uh, SniperMarine.com. You can go check us out there at any time. Uh, we've got our our phone numbers on there to contact us. Um, you'll you'll either talk to me or Taylor, but uh, give us a call. You can shoot us a text. Those are cell phone numbers. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram, also Facebook. Uh, we've got we've got some YouTube videos out, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we're we're open. You know, if you if you want to text, you can text. If you want to call, give us a call. Uh, dealers, same thing. Just give us a ring. Uh, we are putting together a dealer program. We're we're very close to uh, to unveiling our. Um, it'll be the most. Uh, diverse package on the market as far as just I'm going to buy this package and it'll fit my boat mm. and, um, cool. and that's that's where uh, for you dealers out there uh, you won't have to you won't have to carry 20 different mounts of different angles of different X, Y, and Z you just buy the sniper package and it'll end up fitting 90% of the boats out there and that, that ranges everywhere from your from your bass boats, your center consoles even your pontoon boats, you'd be You'd be amazed at how many sniper poles are on pontoon boats. I, I dude, I can only imagine that that makes a lot of sense to me. Like that is that is the market that I think is like, you know, we always talk about bass fishing and this this whole deal, and it it is a, a huge section of the freshwater fishing industry. But like, how many you know pontoon boats out there that are starting to learn about forward facing sonar or you know obviously all the crappie guys have known about it longer than all the bass guys have but i mean like there's so much of just like your average fisherman who maybe kind of fished and get a little more serious and they watch one youtube video on forward facing sonar and they're like what is this and then boom you know yeah and the uh and the salt the salt industry is picking up on it too mm. especially with the uh the xr uh, transducer coming right. out, um, which we've got a trip planned that we're really looking forward to. We're gonna we're gonna go go play in the salt a little bit, but um, yeah, but it's it's coming it's coming. Uh, all the all the different species are are getting involved. So there's no doubt, man. I think about it like, especially growing up in Colorado, like the lake trout thing, man. Like especially through the ice, right? I saw you guys have some ice fishing stuff, like guys would be out there and it was awesome because this was like on 2d you could be out there and jigging big baits and dropping on on huge lakers and like as we know on forward facing sonar like those fish that weigh 40 50 pounds like they show up really well and so it's like man it's just gonna keep going with everything and i haven't even really looked and diversified in a lot of that stuff but what i do like about forward facing is a i found a lake out here that has mega perch in it like like two and a half pound perch and they are just a blast to catch but but that the crappie fishing like it has made me so much more of a diverse angler whereas in the past it's like all i cared about was bass and now it's like man i want to go chase crappie with it i want to go chase walleye like that's i i love all of it now and it's it's been cool to learn how fish set up and just it's i i think that's my viewpoint on it is like it needs to be viewed as something that is so much for learning because you learn so much about what those fish are doing, where they set up that we never knew about in the past. And it's like, man, it's, it's really cool to me. It, it is. And, uh, so we've, we've even sold some units to, uh, a few of the, uh, yeah, uh, 
what do you call them? The Three. DNR, like the the Vision <coughs> Wildlife People. DWRA yeah. and yeah. the Wild Wild Ref Researches. And yeah. The, yeah, and they're using they're using the live sonar to track migrations, to track you wow. know, to track fish. And so they're they're even they're using it for, you know, studying fish beyond just what we use it for anglers. And uh so it has, I mean the the live sonar has really it's been it's been great for the fishing industry as a whole, I believe, and just your fisheries in general. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mother nature always protects itself, right? Like that's my argument with people against it. It's like, dude, I promise you, like they don't always bite and they are starting to feel that, that band. Like I, I noticed at Lake of the Ozarks, if I got within 60 feet of a brush pile, like I, I, they acted different. Like they did, they turned away. Like they, it was, it was, and you, I think you're going to keep seeing that more and, and then it'll open up more people to the bank and then it goes back. It's just, it's just how it goes. Like, right. It's just, there's always, there's always going to be that pressure and mother nature seems to protect itself pretty dang well. That's right. Yep. Yep. When we, uh, when we can't catch them, they're real smart, but when we catch them, you know, you kind of hook the hook them and you're like, ah, you dumb fish. But they're not, they're smart. They're smart. <laughs> I wish it was like that. Every time you throw it, when you catch one, it's just like, like day one at Lake of the Ozarks, it was maybe one in, 30 for me and then day two it was like one in 500 right like i mean it's just how it goes sometimes yeah for sure but all right guys well thanks for tuning in and or thanks for taking the time out rather and uh giving us a rundown on sniper marine taylor's good to catch up with you man here's your plan for 2024 and um we'll certainly be looking for more to come from you guys and and uh for anyone interested, snipermarine.com and look for all your guys' content. Went through some of that. We'll link it in the show notes, description, everything like that. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, appreciate Adam. It. Thanks for having us, man. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. No problem, guys. All right. Have a good rest of your day now. Yeah, you too. You too. Take care. Catch you. <laughs>